And they still managed to catch COVID. Uh-huh. F- from what? Well, the orcas. <laughs> <laughs> Free Willy popped up through the ice. <laughs> I came out of the ocean to tell you to stop. <laughs> and his, <laughs> spat his blowhole all over everybody, and they suddenly caught COVID. Traveled all this way to have a whale sneeze on you and give you COVID. Are you itching for a good story? Laughter among friends, maybe even a mystery or two? Well, you're in luck. Fire Breathing Kittens is a standalone Dungeons & Dragons podcast. Each episode is a separate three-hour-long story, like a movie for your ears, so you can listen to these adventures in any order you like. So, join us on a real-play D&D quest as we solve mysteries, attempt comedic banter, and enjoy friendship. Fire-breathing kittens podcast. Fantasy action. Mystery. Friendship. Stop it. Sorry, I got distracted by the friendship. By the friendship. Welcome to the (laughs) Naked Apple. No, that was not an ad you heard at the beginning, and no, we're not getting paid. But someone reached out and wanted to do a promo swap. Fire-breathing kittens. Check them out if that's your thing to listen to D&D stuff. They do all right from what I've heard. Yeah. Yeah, It's a pretty interesting show from the little bit I listened to. Yes. Um, <coughs> good times, good, good times, good times, yeah. good friends, good times. Yeah. At some point they'll do our promo and sometime in April, sometime in April, <laughs> you can hear our promo there or you can just hear exactly what our promo is anywhere else. <laughs> we make no secret of our promo. It's not a uh, secret. <laughs> it's, it's not a secret. Keep it hidden. Nor Keep do you safe. really need the promo because I mean, you're here. So <laughs> <Is it>? yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah so well, just that <laughs> you're not after the the promo you're after the whole enchilada <laughs> i don't want 30 percent. i want everything i don't want 30 seconds i want all three hours that's right <laughs> we haven't done a three hour one for a while yes well i get tired at about 9 30 <laughs> I get tired of it. Also, it's uh, after about my second drink, and I have to pee around then, too. So it's... <laughs> that's that's our clock. We don't have a clock on the wall. It's just... I see Mike's head start bouncing. And, all right, I gotta wrap it up. <laughs> Maybe if I wasn't such a drunk, we could do longer episodes. It'd be great. It'd be great. Wouldn't it? Maybe when maybe when the studio's finished, we can just make your seat. A oh no, we didn't rename this button. I don't know what it is. What does it do? You actually were telling the truth. Oh, that's that quite a lot. Your people are always surprised. <laughs> <laughs> now you know. <laughs> now I know. <laughs> I remember now. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Welcome to the Naked Apple. <laughs> now that I've shown you the plan, I'm. 
I'm gonna go show the plan to somebody else. Smooth start to the episode. <laughs> uh, smooth as Fauci's <clears throat> information. Uh, yeah, Babylon Daily Vitamin B thing. I guess. I say, which one of us is smooth now? <laughs> and, uh, get this back on the tracks, eh? <laughs> Welcome to your vitamin B. Vitamin B. We have some news for you today. But first... We're going to have a new game show. Ooh. It's called The Rona. Welcome to The Rona, where the science is made up and the mandates don't matter. Bye, Corona. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Speaking of things that don't matter, Britain (laughs) makes (laughs) examples of Prince Andrew. That's a patriot joke. By not washing his Rolls Royce. Ah, those Britons in their cars. Ah. That's what happens when your steering is as crooked as your teeth. Ah, yes, indeed. Speaking of and crooked things. Trump fans excited to vote for the guy who fast-tracked vaccines and hired Fauci. There's that. Ooh. <laughs> it's, uh, shots fired. All right, enough it's of a, the stinging. It's a, it's, a little, <laughs> it's a little over the bow, isn't it? <laughs> friendly, friendly! <laughs> <laughs> Is he, though? <laughs> I mean, there was the whole bump stock thing. Was, we don't talk about that, though. Yeah, <clears throat> and the whole, uh, the governors need to push boosters thing. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, it's okay to admit you're wrong every once in a while. Speaking of terrible politicians, Democrats warn that Republicans plan to steal election. You just gestured towards all of them. <laughs> I did. <laughs> well, Democrats well, warn that Republicans plan to steal election by blocking Democrat efforts to steal election. Is, is this them signaling that Hillary's going to run again? Or? It is. Okay. It is, right. indeed. So uh, she's getting ready to lose <laughs> to literally anyone at this point. Trump didn't win Third. because we wanted Trump. Trump won because everybody hated Hillary. Third. The same reason why Biden won. Third time's a charm, <clears throat> Hillary. Third time's a charm. <laughs> Speaking of things that are backwards and look manly in a dress, cultural appropriation is wrong says dude in a dress. Uh, they're onto something here. That's a, it's a, it's a little bit of a that's, deep, uh, it's a deep jab right that's there. A thinking man's jab right <coughs> there. That's, a, that's an <laughs> uppercut right under the guard. <coughs> <laughs> well, we're going to wrap it up with some important historical news. Ooh, I do enjoy history. Yes, I do too. I do indeed. An important historical document was discovered recently. Uh, historians discover document from 1776 that removes all mandates and restrictions. What? Yes, in Philadelphia. What? Even. Yeah. 
Does it have a John Hancock on it of sorts? Um, it has a few signatures. Indeed. They found it under a stack of Benjamin Franklin's raunchy poems. <laughs> <laughs> I saw her ankles. Uh, <laughs> you know, it was, it was in one of those discard piles. Uh, the title of the document is The Declaration of Independence. I don't know if any of you have heard of that before. It'll never take off. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We have to pass it to see what's in it. We have to pass it to see what's in it. (laughs) I concur. (laughs) (laughs) This has been your vitamin B. Great slam on Britain there. That was great. That was savage. (laughs) (laughs) Savage. Combo breaker. I'm not here to drink your tea. I'm just here to smoke you. (laughs) Wrecked him. Damn near killed him. Anyway. Ah, speaking of back on track, pop culture references to the rescue. Uh, a while ago, <clears throat> we at least made mention, if not covered, a story of people robbing trains in California, because apparently California has gone back to the Wild West times. Which, I mean, if you go on the internet, you can see videos of people just smashing into cars parked outside of restaurants and all that stuff to steal whatever from them. And videos of people that just leave their cars open so they don't smash the windows to steal stuff out of their cars. Because... That makes sense. That's just the price of living in a city. Is it? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it wasn't the price, like, I don't know, two years ago. <laughs> yeah. But I, yeah. I could be wrong. Anyway, part of the reason why uh, your packages might be delayed could be because, well, they're in L.A. They're stuck there. No, 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 not at the harbors, not at the ports. But on the side of the railroad, where people hold up trains, rummage through whatever containers they can get into, and take whatever they want to take. Ah, see, when I read this headline, I was thinking that people were actually stealing trains. And I was quite impressed, because how do you manage to steal something that has to stay on a set track? (laughs) <laughs> like I feel like it should be fairly easy to find out where they went fast and after f- stealing said train. Fast and Furious Union Pacific Drift. <laughs> Union Pacific Drift. <laughs> where did they go? We're Captain? going off the rails. I, I don't know, but I think if we follow this weird metal line through the ground here, we might find them. See, Brilliant! That's, what, that's why you're the detective. That's what I thought too, but then they jumped the rails. <laughs> <laughs> just see this locomotive just barreling down Main Street. <laughs> that is, that is a. Uh, um, you have so much money; it doesn't matter what happens to you. Goal I have <laughs> it's a, to drive a train down to, Main Street to make a full-blown <laughs> diesel locomotive street legal. 
I mean, you just need a couple blinkers and a window, right? Or uh, mirrors. Yeah, some mirrors. And switch out the wheels for something a little more street friendly. It's essentially, you want to be a semi truck driver, is what you just told me. A semi truck driver that can't stop for a mile. <laughs> can't stop for a mile. <laughs> is there a reason why you ran that red light? Well, to be honest, officer, I've been hitting the brake since before you lit me up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Last I checked, unwritten rules in the city as biggest vehicle has right of way. So, <laughs> I still think one of the best stories out of out of California recently, covering all the thefts and crap, is that one convenience store guy that raised all of his prices <laughs> to like the exact amount that is a felony, and right. then just has coupons at the front that reduces Co- everything to coupon at checkout <laughs> to their yeah. net normal price. When is the coupon applied? When I scan it in the register. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Union Pacific wrote a letter to the district attorney of L.A. because all about 90 shipping containers are compromised by thieves every day. Oh, my gosh. Every, every day. day. Since December 2020, UP has experienced an over 160% increase in criminal rail theft in L.A. County Rail theft in L.A. County. Thift. Thift. Real thift. <laughs> in several months. It's a real that. thift, you hear? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I didn't know you were from Michigan, eh? Oh, it's uh, <laughs> uh, from Fargo. It's up from in Fargo. the Dakotas there. <laughs> so it's a real thift. Oh, it's a real shame, I tell you. <laughs> Tapioca strewn as far as the eye can see. I tell you, <laughs> that, the only that, thing worse that was, locomotive uh, never saw what was coming. The only thing worse was uh, when the Packers lost the uh, championship <laughs> there, and Brett Favre sent out that picture of his little cheese head. <laughs> as long as the cheese is safe, we're okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> In several months during that period, the increase from the previous year surpassed 200%. In October 2021 alone, the increase was 356% over compared to October 2020. Holy crap. Not only do these dramatic increases represent retail product thefts, they include increased assaults and armed robberies of UP employees performing their duties moving trains. Okay, so I want to point out that the percentages, while they all sound awful really aren't that bad when you think of, well, I mean, how many times you actually think a train gets robbed in a year in the city you live in? Like, maybe one or two times a year, yeah? Until you get to the point where it says, over the last three months, over 90 containers a day are compromised. So then, oh, so then, if you if you take that... 90 containers a day. 2,700 containers <laughs> in 30 days. In <laughs> 30 days. That's a 160% increase from, from last year. So you're telling me that... Let's see, that would be divided by 1.6, right? Yeah. No, it'd be time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that that means that uh, that last year, last year, they had fifty six point well, 
two five containers per day in, violated. In 2020. In 2020. Yeah, in 2020. Which, so. which I'm sure was an increase from the year before. Well, of course it was an increase from the year before. <laughs> but still. This, this, children, is an example of compound interest. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta, I just gotta say, they had a problem before this problem. Yeah. (laughs) This increased criminal activity over the past 12 months accounts for approximately $5 million in claims, losses, and damages to Union Pacific. And that value does not include respective losses to our impacted customers. That's not counting the stuff they stole. That's just the damages to the trains and to people. <laughs> Dude, California really is just such a trash place. I know. I God tried to sink it off to the ocean with that tsunami, but it didn't I, quite hit. Did, I was going to say, did that tsunami from Tonga help out yet? No, it just kind of splashed a little higher than normal. That was it. Kind of boring. <laughs> For California, I mean. For the rest of the world, I, I'm sorry. Sucks. Um, But yeah, uh, he pointed out that it's the policies of the county that are to blame. He said criminals are caught and arrested, turned over to local authorities for booking, arraigned before the local courts, charges are reduced to misdemeanor or petty offense, and the criminal is released after paying a nominal fine. These individuals are generally caught and released back onto the streets in less than 24 hours. Even with all the arrests made, the no-cash-bail policy and extended time frame for suspects to appear in court is causing re-victimization to UP by these same criminals. In fact, criminals boast to, to our officers that charges will be uh, pied down to simple trespassing, which bears no serious consequence. Without any judicial deterrence or consequence, it is no surprise that over the past year, UP has witnessed the significant increase in criminal rail theft described above. While we understand the well-intentioned social justice goals of the policy, we need our justice system to support our partnership efforts with local law enforcement, hold these criminals accountable, and most important, help protect our employees and and the critical local and national rail network. He also said that they are evaluating serious changes to our operating plans to avoid L.A. County. We'll build a track to go around well, you if we have just, to. I've got a great idea. I'll give you five bucks. We'll go just around around go around it. <laughs> well, it costs as much less to build a whole new train track going, and go around L.A. than it will to go through L.A. <laughs> yeah. Stop, don't come back. <laughs> we could keep going through the problem, or or, or we could go around, around the it. problem. <laughs> Hear me out. <laughs> Science. Yeah. Yeah, UPS, FedEx, Amazon. Find all those packages just strewn across the track some of them not even opened seriously that and the, they, like pictures and video on this are just disgusting like i think somewhere in here it mentions a guy found a robotic arm worth over ten thousand dollars just so, well i'll just sell this to a university <laughs> hey this guy's got a robotic arm for eight thousand looks just like the one we've bought and been waiting for for three months Huh. It even has our school logo on it. Huh. Huh. Buy it. It's cheaper. 
<laughs> Good crap. Oh, wait, California. It's okay. They'll be back later today. Well, then. <sighs> NASCAR. Yay! So they uh, they banned Brandon, uh, Brandon Brown from being sponsored by Let's Go Brandon Coin. His response, uh, screw you, we're sponsored by Brandon Coin. <laughs> Let's go Brandon Coin. <laughs> My man. <laughs> I'm more than pleased with this, uh, this uh, development I've, myself. I've gained I... a sudden and unexpected interest in NASCAR. <laughs> unexpected, yes. Unexpected. Yep. That's a... I'll probably watch for three laps and then... Try to tune in a couple hours later in the last three laps. Just need more of that coin. How do I go up? Go up is down. (laughs) Everything is down. Everything is down. Everything is down except for one that I thought, that one looks like it might do something. And then I forgot about it. And I looked. Oh, look, it jumped 200% and I did nothing. (laughs) Dang it. Which one? I don't remember. I need more money. Don't don't tease me like that. <laughs> don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> <laughs> ah, so yeah, NASCAR ban on driver Brandon Brown's car design of a sponsorship with Let's Go Brandon inspired cryptocurrency meme coin LGB Coin is not stopping the partnership. Brown is still signing with LGB Coin and reported eight-figure two-year deal, according to Fox Business. Though the driver has been barred from displaying the sponsor on his car. So he's just going to have a white car driving around the track. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) The exact dollar amount of the deal is not announced, but LGB coin said Brown is now a holder of the currency and his spokesperson confirmed that he is being paid both Cash and coin. Hopefully more cash than coin currently. uh, I don't know. A little bit of both would be great. Especially if it takes off because of this. Um, I'm really hoping. I just need it to go to just a penny. All I need. A penny. Give me a penny. Give me a penny. penny. Uh, He's going to participate in events, videos, conferences, and other activities promoting the product through 2023. He's working to achieve his own American dream, he said in a press release. I'm humbled and thankful for LGBCoin.io's reaffirmed support for my professional journey and their commitment to maintain a patriotic message. Yeah. Yeah. Just need the price to skyrocket so I can be rich. Go, That's all I need. (laughs) That's all I need. Win those races so the coin goes up. This episode's name is now Let's Go Brandon to the Moon. To the Moon. Because it's funny on so many levels. Let's go, Brandon, to the checkers. To the checkers. Checkered line. Ah. So, the uh, National School Board Association, they found out that if you label parents as terrorists, you kind of stop getting money. Weird. As it should be. How that happens. Uh, yeah, I national school board. Huh? According to the Washington Post, where democracy dies in darkness. Good. How about we just demolish all federal level education stuff? Let's give it back to the states. I like it. I didn't know we were doing an erotica episode. <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, well, um, <laughs> too bad you don't I mean, have that I don't, smooth music to play. With. I don't. I don't have a smooth. I don't have a smooth side. I got nothing. I got. I got nothing for the that. Soundboard is That's, speechless. The soundboard is speechless. That's <laughs> Until this fall, the National School Board Association was non-controversial bipartisan lobby group. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. And, and I have beachfront property in Reno, Nevada. <laughs> then its leaders wrote... You pres- do? <laughs> then its leaders wrote President Biden a letter. That's actually good timing for that one. He wrote them a letter. <laughs> It alleged that the threatening and aggressive acts against school board members across the country might be a form of domestic terrorism and asked for federal law enforcement intervention. Now these... Well, pardon me, young man. Excuse the shit out of my goddamn French, but did you just threaten me? Gonna wear that button out today. <laughs> I like it. Now now the association at risk of total collapse. Mm, oh, no. In between conservative think tanks, media, intellectuals, lawmakers, researchers, and activists turned what might have been a forgotten mistake into a potentially fatal blow to a group that has for eight decades been a national advocate for public education. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Hmm. It is a perfect illustration of how polarized education has become in the past year. No, it's a perfect demonstration of how far beyond playing your hand you've gotten. A case study in how activists can, not, can shape not just big, policy, big public policy debates, but also obscure interest groups that most Americans had never given a moment's consideration. Yep. 19 mostly GOP-led states have withdrawn from the association or promised to when this year's membership expires, and six members of what was a 19-person board have left. Several states are discussing forming an alternative association for school boards. A new executive director for the National School Board Association is working to save the organization, lobbying individual states to reconsider. But so far, he has not persuaded any of them to change their minds. Hey, oh, sorry. No. Anyway. <laughs> hey, sorry we labeled your citizens domestic <clears throat> terrorists and all that. We're sorry. Well, this is not a mundane detail, Michael. I hope they'll give us a chance, John Heim, the newly installed executive director, said in an interview. His goal, he said, is to rebuild trust in the association, which critics critics believe (laughs) took sides in a partisan debate. (laughs) It's the only way to read a Washington Post article. (laughs) With buttons? With buttons. (laughs) Yeah. In Octo- Can you imagine those psychopaths? <laughs> in October, they apologized and promised to conduct a formal review of its procedures and said it would announce specific improvements to ensure better coordination and consultation with its members, but nothing has been announced, and a spokesperson would not say where the group is in this process. Yeah, we done screwed up, and we have no idea how to fix it. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And it goes on with more filler stuff because that's what Washington Post does. It's because that's what the Washington Post is. Yeah, filler. filler. Speaking of... Speaking of filler? No, speaking of uh, 
where this all originated from, Virginia. Oh, Virginia. Governor Glenn Youngkin <clears throat> was sworn into office a couple of days ago. A few days ago. 15th, I think. Day one. Executive order number one delivers, uh, delivers on his day one promise to restore excellence in education by ending the use of divisive concepts, including critical race theory in public education. Yeah, you can't teach that crap in any way, shape, or form. Okay. <laughs> uh, number two, empower Virginia parents in their children's education and upbringing by allowing parents to make decisions on whether their child wears a mask in school. The heat that he got for this one. Pisaki even tweeted at him because she lives in Virginia. And she was all, she got her panties in a wad because her child's in danger. You Taking away their masks is... Yes, very sad. Anyway, it got me thinking. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. It didn't get her thinking because... The, the, the thing with liberty is you can still choose to do stupid stuff. Uh-huh. You don't have to have the government force you to do stupid stuff. Yes. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. Uh, another executive order... Now, to be clear, I'm not exactly happy that executive orders are used, but a lot of these are undoing previous executive orders. <laughs> so, eh. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, promises to restore integrity and confidence in the parole board of the Commonwealth of Virginia. So, cracking down on crime. Uh, investigate wrongdoing in Loudoun County. Good. Uh, where that kid raped two more people or sexually assaulted two more students after being let back in school. And then, and then they finally slapped him with a uh, um, sex offender thing. So now this teenager is a registered sex offender because his mom thinks he's just a horny teenage boy. So what you're telling me is that this child, this, this person raped your child... <clears throat> And then committed suicide. <laughs> yes. <laughs> By stabbing himself. Yes. 37 times. Mm-hmm. In, In the, the back. back. Yep. Correct, sir. I, I, was, <laughs> I, I was amazed. You can't believe my shock. I <laughs> can't believe my shock. Well, it seems, <laughs> seems up and up with me. Case closed. <laughs> You're dismissed. <laughs> ah. Anyway. Thank you, Russia, for Thank you, that Russia. silver lining in humanity. <laughs> do we even have that article in here? No. <clears throat> we do not. Um, yeah, and then other executive orders. Um, he basically opens the state up so businesses can operate normally if they choose. Um has a thing to help prevent human trafficking and to provide further support for survivors. Um, something about anti-Semitism, combating that, and withdrawing from the greenhouse gas initiative. <laughs> and also, they're, he's cutting uh, job regulations by 25%, so make it easier for jobs to be made and fulfilled and 
rescinding the vaccine mandate for all state employees. He set a high bar for day one. He did. And then his AG said, hold my beer. <laughs> yes. Uh, the new AG for Virginia, Attorney General, comes, steps into office, points to 30 people, fired, 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 fired. <laughs> get out, get out, get out, get yeah. out, get out. You're fired. <clears throat> you just gestured to all of us. Yeah, I'd like to, yes. uh, like to call a meeting with all of you, with the staff. Okay. All of you get out. But you just call us in. Yeah, you can pick up your pink slips on the way out the door with the secretary there. And then she'll fill her own. And she'll fill her own. <laughs> Fare thee well. <clears throat> Attorney General-elect Jason Muir is notified about 30 staff members in the office, 17 of them attorneys, that they won't have jobs in his administration. <laughs> Go ahead and uh, find a new job. Including the lawyer who is investigating dangerous conditions at a South Richmond apartment complex in Richmond's largest Latino neighborhood. Okay. Um, he's been sworn in on Saturday, so it's all taken effect. During the campaign, I was made. It was made clear that now Attorney General like Mirrors and Attorney General Herring have very different visions for the office. Uh, we are restructuring the office as every incoming AG has done in the past. Yeah, except for he specifically fired people that weren't doing their jobs. So and extremely woke <laughs> well yeah <laughs> one, one of them uh hardyman <clears throat> uh she's an assist uh, assistant attorney general um she said she received an email from his chief of chief of staff telling her that her tenure ends at noon saturday <laughs> Soon as I'm sworn in, you're done. Get out. <laughs> when state housing boards find discrimination, they refer cases to her file and maintain lawsuits. My biggest heartburn right now is I have 20 court cases. Uh, you have zero now. You have zero court cases. Yeah. Shh. Do you hear that? That's the sound of forgiveness. That's the sound of people drowning, Carl. That is what forgiveness sounds like. <laughs> Screaming and then silence. <laughs> you can't do this <laughs> nice and quiet here just now. did ah. <laughs> this is nice this is nice <laughs> new hampshire I have the rumblies that only hands can satisfy of all places new hampshire is working to pass a bill that prohibits uh Lenders and banks and stuff like that from uh, turning away business because of their ESG scores. Social credit scores? Yeah. A blessing. A blessing from <laughs> it the Lord. It really God is. Be praised. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, the bill goes through and it lists the fines that they'd have to face um, and all this stuff. And um, basically, they'd end up shutting down those businesses from working in the state at all. I like it. I like it all. And it names specifically the ESG, um, what is it, environment, social, and governance scores. Um, let's see. One of the things it says, um, 
discriminate against, advocate for, or cause adverse treatment of any citizen or business in their business practices based on subjective or arbitrary standards. <laughs> I love that. Arbitrary standards. Such as social media posts, participation or membership in any clubs, associations, or unions, etc. Political affiliation, employer, or other social credit, environmental, social, and governance, or similar values based or impact criteria unless the practice is fully disclosed to the potential consumer before the consumer and business enter into any business transaction. Yeah. 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 Don't be doing this build back better. There is a loophole in that though. Um, so you have, the declaration of purpose and then the, the subparagraph with uh, G1 and all that, right? Mm-hmm. And then number two, notwithstanding paragraph G1, which is the one that pro- uh, prohibits um, the business practices based on subjective or arbitrary standards, it says, notwithstanding paragraph G1, banks and other financial institutions may offer customers investments, products, and services that include subjective standards provided that the standards are fully disclosed and explained to any potential customer or investor prior to entering into a contract for such products and services. Right. That's a weird loophole. Yeah, essentially you can't do this, but you can, as long as you tell them that you're doing it. it, It's kind of a win, too, because... So it forces the banks to have to fully disclose that they're on board with this. And so then you as the consumer be like, yeah, I'm going to go to the bank that's not looking at all my personal stuff mm-hmm. and just looking at my financial stuff. I'm going to go to that bank. Okay, well, they're not going to give you the same thing you were going to do. Yeah, but they're not going to look into my personal life. But they're so. not going to discriminate against me either, so. <laughs> Good luck, God bless. <laughs> It's because I'm white, isn't it? (laughs) Mostly white. It's a mostly white person. It's mostly peaceful white person. Mostly peaceful white person. Wait. (laughs) Canada is doing wonderful things. Oh, is that not a joke? So, <laughs> so wonderful, in fact, that truck drivers have just parked their trucks at the border. <laughs> yes. <sighs> Love it. A convoy of truck drivers to the street uh, took to the streets on Highway 75, Emerson, Manitoba, near the U.S.-Canada border on January 17th, following the introduction of new COVID-19 vaccination requirements on truckers put in place by the Canadian and U.S. governments. The Royal Canadian Mounted Police said that a large number of vehicles were involved in the demonstration near the Emerson port of entry, affecting both northbound and southbound lanes. The RCMP was monitoring traffic flows on site. Good for them. Oh, yeah, they're, uh, well, they're stopped, see? It's, uh... They've, yeah. What else do you say about that? You eh? got to get our thinking tooks on to figure this so, one out. I tell you, it's they, very close to the... Uh, they, they pulled the truck sideways, don't you know? Very and close then to they, the Midwest. They took the keys and they just got out and left. <laughs> well, we don't know where they went. 
Uh, <laughs> protesters in the fleet can be seen flashing signs such as last year's heroes, this year's zeros, and my body, my choice. <laughs> <laughs> so you might think that they're... Uh, Truckers are dumb and stuff because all they do is sit in a truck and like, who can't do that? A lot of people can't do that. That's why you don't do it. <laughs> Indeed. Um, and and those that think they can but actually can't drive for Swift, so. <laughs> there's, there's a story there somewhere. <laughs> Any trucker that listens will know what I mean. <laughs> Canadian truckers who can't show proof of vaccination will need to meet requirements for pre-entry, arrival, and day eight testing, as well as quarantine requirements, according to January 13th Canadian Public Health Statement. However, the Public Health Department added that a Canadian truck driver who is not fully vaccinated can't be denied entry into Canada. Oh, so only the U.S. truck drivers will be denied entry. Where do you get most of your products from? Oh, the U.S. Okay. Um, symptomatic individuals will be required to self-isolate for 10 days on arrival in Canada. They drive a truck! <laughs> they yeah. live in the truck! Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but they also have to stop for their food and everything else, which means that they are in stores and, and stuff a lot more than everybody else is, too. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Currently, full proof of vaccination includes all who have completed two-shot series detained, detailed on the Canadian government website or one dose of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Currently. Currently. Um, effect, similar requirements, effective January 22nd, were made for non-U.S. national truckers crossing into the United States. U.S. Occupational Safety Hazard Administration announced on November 23rd. Uh-huh. The vaccine mandates have resulted in a 25% increase in the cost of transporting produce from California and Arizona to Canada last week. As fewer trucks were able to cross the border, according to... Yeah. Why does everything cost so much? Hey, 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 get back in line. Well, maybe start with that. (laughs) Morons. Yep. Yeah. Speaking of morons... I just sent you another link, too, by the way. Oh, another link. Another link, yes. Related? Not related. It's it's a COVID thing. It's a COVID. Orc. Oh, the Antarctica. Yes, the Antarctica one. Yep. Yeah. COVID is so dangerous. <laughs> so dangerous. And masks and all that stuff works so well. So well. That research teams in Antarctica who are fully vaccinated, boosted, wearing their stupid masks, all of them have COVID. Okay. Yeah. When we get to this, I'm reading the, the opening of this article because damn. <laughs> Just saying. Where do you want it? Um, probably after this moron. Okay. After this moron. After this moron, because we segued from morons in Canada to the moron who holds up a ad of himself so that it can be used as an ad against him. (laughs) An ad against him. He holds up an ad against him so that another ad can be made against him with him holding the ad against him. That's brilliant 
Brilliant minds at work. Fauci uh, was in Congress, not answering questions, like a good puppet, menace, evil person does, because if he answered questions, then he'd have to be held responsible. Uh, but uh, during a little hot mic thing, he didn't. He forgets to turn his mic on, and he forgets to turn his mic off. So, in the time frame that he forgot to turn his mic off, um, he just finished question, not answering questions from Roger Marshall, who was asking him where his um, financial records were kept. They're available. They're publicly available. Yes, but they're not where other publicly available things are. So where's your financial records? <clears throat> time expired and Fauci and his hot mic. What a moron. <laughs> so, whoops. Senator Roger Marshall found his financials and released them unredacted. <laughs> Good. Ah, <laughs> uh, what do we find out? Well, he made millions of dollars going around being a public speaker because he suddenly got famous in 2020. Basically. Jeez. <clears throat> Ugh. So he's paid $434,312 at least a year. Add to that, it uh, shows that he and his wife were paid $13,298 to attend four galas and ceremonies. Hey, will you come to the party? We'll pay you. Oh, okay. <laughs> How do you sign up for those parties? Um, the disclosures show Fauci was paid $5,000 to attend a RFK Ripple of Hope virtual awards ceremony in December. $5,000 to log onto a computer and show his stupid face. $1,600 to attend an Evening of Hope virtual event, again. And $1,500 to attend a Prepared for Life virtual gala in October. He's not even physically showing up, and they're paying him thousands of dollars. Um, he was also reimbursed $5,198 for costs associated with his being awarded Federal Employee of the Year and being given the Service to America Medal in October 2020. Uh, yeah, I got nothing. I got, yeah, I and got, uh, when, he, nothing. when he finally uh, decides he's done enough evil and retires from public evil... Um, <laughs> He'll get at least $350,000 annually as his pension. So we get to keep paying for him even when he's gone. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> it's a gift that just keeps on giving. Keeps on taking. Giving. <laughs> That's a gift that keeps on giving year-round, Clark. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Oh, from right. one from one cold heart <clears throat> to the coldest place on earth. COVID outbreak in Belgian research station Antarctica. A research station in Antarctica is battling a COVID nineteen outbreak, despite being located in one of the <clears throat> most remote corners of the world. <laughs> Since mid December, eleven of the thirty three workers at Belgium's Princess Elizabeth Polar Station. They can't even spell Elizabeth, right? I know, right? Have tested positive for the virus. I, so, let me get this straight. 33 people uh -huh. 
got sent to live on an iceberg in uh, the middle of nowhere. Fully vaxxed. Fully vaccinated. Next to no contact with anybody outside of, of this little research station. Uh-huh. And they still managed to catch COVID. Uh-huh. F- from what? Well, the orcas. <laughs> <laughs> Free Willy popped up through the ice. <laughs> I came out of the ocean to tell you to stop. <laughs> <And> his, <laughs> spat his blowhole all over everybody, and they suddenly caught COVID. Traveled all this way to have a whale sneeze on you and give you COVID. <laughs> Joseph Cheek, a project manager for Internal Polar Foundation, which manages the outpost, told ABC News that the first case was reported on December 15th in a worker who had traveled to Antarctica with a group via South Africa despite strict testing and travel requirements. Huh? So what you're telling me is that literally nothing that you're doing is actually stopping the virus or slowing it down in any way. They had a negative PCR test at least 72 (laughs) hours prior to the flight. They had to quarantine in South Africa for 10 days and take another PCR test five days into the quarantine period. Once the quarantine period was over, each person was required to take another test 48 hours before their flight to Antarctica and five days after arrival. It was on the sixth day after arrival that the first worker tested positive. (laughs) This is one smart virus. Uh, it's like the sock that's missing in your dryer, just hugging the wall. <laughs> it's, it's, we we need uh, we, what, what we really need for this is that that scene of Kronk trying to sneak. How could you joke about this? This is serious. No, no it's not. No one, <laughs> it, is, it, it is not serious. And, and for those that are concerned, no one who caught COVID at the station had any severe symptoms. Everyone recovered quickly. Symptoms experienced by those infected included a sore throat, prim- primarily sometimes a mild fever, slight fatigue, and on occasion a headache lasting for one to three days, almost as if they were in the coldest place on earth and got a cold. But what do I know? And they had two emergency doctors on site with equipment necessary to treat patients if their symptoms became... So they had monoclonal antibodies and ivermectin. (laughs) But the physicians determined that no treatments were necessary beyond quarantine and rest. Here's some Tylenol and some ibuprofen. Good luck. This is the first Take time a that a COVID-19 outbreak has been reported in Antarctica. Yeah, because there's <laughs> only 33 people living there. <laughs> Idiots. <laughs> Gosh, ABC News is worthless. Despite- so, in December 2020, Chile had 36 cases of the virus at, the, at their Bernardo O'Higgins research station. In on on the Antarctic Peninsula. Oh, so not the actual Antarctic. No, but in the peninsula because that's but, different. But this is the first. This is the first time that it's been reported in Antarctica. Antarctica just, proper. Proper. Yes. 
Despite its remote location, research and military stations have taken strict measures to prevent the spread of COVID-19. That works so well, apparently, including limiting the number of tourists and locking down bases. Because everyone's uh, wanting to tour Antarctica, just pouring in. You know what we should do this summer, honey? <laughs> I've been thinking. It's I've hot been up thinking. here. We should, <laughs> we should go hang out on an iceberg. What better time What's, to visit Antarctica than right not, now? That's, where is we're social distancing, okay? It's social distancing. It doesn't get much more distant than an iceberg in the middle of nowhere. What are we going to do when we get there? I hear whales can sneeze on you. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, that's fun. We're, we're going to take pictures of the seals <laughs> and the penguins. There's penguins there, right? <laughs> so, isn't that what the seals eat? You got your backpack? Yeah. <laughs> What's this stick for? That's a club. <laughs> club. What is it for? For club things. For club things. Why why do you have a manual of how to ride a penguin like a sled? Have you seen how big emperor penguins <laughs> have are? Have you seen an emperor penguin? <laughs> why would you not ride that into battle? I'm gonna ride it. <laughs> We can't do anything at Disney World, so here we are. Here we are. We'll find ways to entertain ourselves. It's fine. It's fine. We can't go on a cruise because those are getting all infected, <laughs> even though they have the same measures as Antarctica. So, <laughs> do it. Live a little. <laughs> oh, that's great. It's the best. It's the best. Speaking of dumb decisions, Joe Biden, um, in one of his little speeches, I guess he was can, awake. He was awake long that? enough to sputter some words that were mildly coherent, oh, incoherent rambling. Mommy, what's he saying? Just keep walking. Just keep walking. <laughs> <laughs> President Joe Biden called on social media companies and media outlets to police users and content providers that are spreading, quote, misinformation and disinformation. Like the CDC? Because, you know, Thursday, Friday, if you tweeted out, socialized out that uh, masks don't work unless it's an N95 mask that's fitted to your face, <clears throat> you'd be given a strike removed from the platform, all that stuff. CDC comes out over the weekend. Yeah, the only mess that works is a N95 that's fitted to your face. Oh! Okay, so 24 hours ago, that was misinformation. But now, science! Uh, <laughs> Double think! Uh, on Thursday, Biden announced that the federal government is sending roughly 120 military medical personnel to six states hard hit by COVID-19. War is peace. Michigan, Democrat. New York, Democrat. New Jersey, Democrat. Ohio, mixed. All right. Rhode Island, Democrat. Um, <clears throat> Biden then segued. Segued? Segued. Segued. That, that's how you spell segued. That's how you English segued. <laughs> Dang French. From talking about the military to lamenting about the unvaccinated. Unfortunately, while our military is stepping up, as they always do, like the ones that you're forcing to make decisions between their 
personal freedoms and capitulating to the man. What the heck was that? Don't worry about it. <laughs> there are others sitting on the sidelines and worse, standing in the way. Oh, 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 standing in the way. Okay. If you haven't gotten vaccinated, do it. Personal choice impacts us all. Our hospitals, our country. Uh-huh. He uh, also stated it's a pandemic of the unvaccinated, even though there's more vaccinated people in a lot of hospitals than there are unvaccinated people in a lot of hospitals. But that is a bit. And then on, outside of that, there are disproportionately more vaccinated people in the hospital. But, you know. It's okay. Um, Ignorance is strength. He said the Omicron variant is causing millions of cases and record hospitalizations. The unvaccinated are dying from COVID-19. No. I mean, both are, so no. (laughs) And also nowhere near the same rate as before. And also... Fauci and the CDC and the director of the CDC have all said that uh, um, hospitalization numbers are skewed because they're not differentiating between because of COVID and with COVID. There are more people currently in the hospital that are vaccinated than not vaccinated, but this is proof that the vaccine is working. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. After all of that, he called for censorship of COVID-19 information that the administration deems as misinformation. I make a special appeal to social media companies and media outlets. Please deal with the misinformation and disinformation that's on your shows. It has to stop. COVID-19 is one of the most formidable enemies America has ever faced. No, Japan was worse. We've got to work together, not against each other. We're America. We can do this. Yeah, get out of the way then, Joe. (laughs) (laughs) don't fire till you see the backs of their heads that's what what if we fire before before the backs of their head that kills us Ah. that kills people carl back in july he was asked about misinformation spreading on platforms like facebook And Biden said, they're killing people. The only pandemic we have is among the unvaccinated, and they're killing people. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, this is going to end real nice for them. Which is probably why it's all falling apart everywhere. Fauci says, uh, we haven't even seen his final form yet. He was asked uh, when the pandemic will end, when it will become an endemic. It's too soon to know when it's going to become an endemic, he says, as everyone everywhere is getting it, regardless of their vaccination status. Almost as if it's not uh, a vaccination. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, He even said... uh, uh, What did he say? Dr. Fauci also said that the world is still in the first of what he considered to be the five phases of the pandemic. Oh, 
This is step one. <laughs> Can't wait for the next four. The first is the truly pandemic phase where the whole world is really very negatively impacted, followed by declaration. Negatively impacted? Negatively impacted. Followed uh, by deceleration, control, elimination, and eradication. The only infectious human disease has ever been eradicated is smallpox, except people still get smallpox. So... Um, that's not going to happen with this virus. Yes, because it's respiratory. So there's a difference between smallpox and this one because respiratory, you breathe it, and so you can't really detox the air in the whole world. <sighs> Once countries reach the control phase, when the virus becomes a non-disruptive presence, then the virus will be considered endemic, he said. The Rhinovirus and some upper repres, repres, respiratory infections are examples of endemic diseases. Yeah. Go away. Go away. Uh, related to... <laughs> this, <laughs> this, this rabbit hole keeps getting deeper. Of course. <laughs> so last week uh, was the bombshell stuff from Project Veritas. The week before that were emails. Um, this week, that all pointed to Fauci being the absolute liar that most people have called him out to be. Of course. Um, scientists believe coronavirus leaked from the Wuhan lab, but top U.S. official warned against it. Warned against debate. Why? Well... Uh, let's see, an email from Sir Jeremy Farrar, director of the Wellcome Trust on February 2nd, 2020, said that a likely ex explanation was that COVID had rapidly evolved from a SARS-like virus inside human tissue in a low-security lab. Hmm. The email to Dr. Anthony Fauci and Dr. Francis Collins of the U.S. National Institutes of Health went on to say that such evolution may have accidentally created a virus primed for rapid transmission between humans. However... A top Dutch scientist and a top U.S. public health official warned that discussing the lab leak theory could cause serious geopolitical issues and could harm China. Oh, so we lied about it because we didn't want to hurt China's feel bads. Mm -hmm. Sounds uh, about right. Dr. Francis Collins, the then director of National Institutes of Health, replied... To Farrar writing, I share your view that a swift convening of experts in a confidence-inspiring framework is needed, or the voices of conspiracy will quickly dominate, doing great potential harm to science and international harmony. <laughs> Don't say. Um, in the email, Sir Jeremy said that the other scientists that other scientists also believe the virus could not have evolved naturally. One such scientist was Professor Mike Farzan of Scripps Research. The expert who discovered how the original SARS virus binds to human cells. Huh. So he kind of knows a thing or two about them. The emails also show that Bob Gary of the University of Texas was convinced that COVID-19 emerged naturally. Interesting. So the guy that discovered how SARS works says, ah, this isn't doing natural stuff. Guy that goes to Texas University. Nah, that's natural. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. 
sounds about right. So uh, lying to make China feel better has led to what? What has it led to? Terrible stuff. So a survey was done <clears throat> of a thousand, over a thousand, U.S. likely voters was conducted on January 5th, 2022 by the Heartland Institute and Rasmussen Reports. Um, they say the margin of error is 3%, plus or minus 3%, with a 95% level of confidence. The survey found that 75% of likely Democrat voters, but only 21% of Republicans and 38% of unaffiliated voters have a favorable opinion of Dr. Fauci. That's way too high. <laughs> Some other findings. 58% of voters would oppose a proposal for federal or state governments to fine Americans who choose not to get a COVID-19 vaccine. That's way too low. However, 55% of Democrat voters would support such a proposal compared to just 19% of Republicans and 25% of unaffiliated voters. Yeah. So almost half the country thinks that 10% of the population, 20% of the population, whatever it is, should be locked away or fined. 59% of Democrat voters would favor government policy requiring citizens remain confined in their homes at all times except for emergencies if they refuse to get a COVID-19 vaccine. Oh. Um, <clears throat> nearly half of Democrats, 48% of uh, voters, think federal and state governments should be able to fine or imprison individuals who publicly question the efficacy of the existing COVID-19 vaccines on social media, television, radio, or in online or digital publications. That's us! Oh, yeah! Yeah! Only 27% of all voters, including just 14% of Republicans, 80% of unfairly voters, favor criminal punishment of vaccine critics. So you can't even question it. <laughs> I got a question about this vaccine. All right, book them, Lou. 45% of Democrats would favor governments requiring citizens to temporarily live in designated facilities or locations if they refuse to get a COVID-19 vaccine. Oh, like a concentration camp or a, a internment camp? That's a good idea. What could possibly go wrong with that? Uh, While well, about two-thirds of likely voters would be against governments using digital devices to track unvaccinated people to ensure that they are quarantined or socially distanced from others, 47% of Democrats favor a government tracking program for those who won't get the COVID-19 vaccine. Ankle bracelets for everyone. How far are they willing to go? 29% of Democrat voters would support temporarily removing parents' custody of their children if parents refuse to take the COVID-19 vaccine. Ugh. Uh-huh. Somehow, 7% of Republicans and 11% of unaffiliated voters also support that. They found, the survey found that more black voters than whites, Hispanics, or other minorities support Biden's vaccine mandate for government workers and employees of large companies. Which is odd because the blacks are the people that aren't getting the vaccine. At least in the Northeast. Uh, la, 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 la. Biden's strongest supporters are most likely to endorse the harshest punishments against those who won't get the vaccine. 
Uh, among voters who have a very, very favorable impression of Biden, 51% are in favor of government putting the unvaccinated in designated facilities and 54% favor imposing fines or prison sentences. By contrast, among voters who have a very unfavorable view of Biden, 95 are against designated facilities for the unvaccinated, and 93 are against criminal punishment for vaccine critics. Yeah. You won't get the vaccine? Uh, yeah, you don't get to have kids. Um, yeah, go ahead. Too late. Tell you what, if you can get through this wall of lead, then you can take my kid from me from my cold dead hands. <laughs> Go ahead. You first. <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah, you know, this is this is uh in this next one that we cover. It's very interesting. After going through this whole defund the police because they're bad, they support policies where you need a lot of police to enforce what you want to do. <laughs> we need to get rid of the police. That's a dumb idea. We need to lock everyone up that's not doing what we want them to do. And how do you propose you're going to do that with the police that you no longer have? Are you going to door-to-door? -door? Oh, not me. That's too dangerous. Oh, but it's not too dangerous for someone who's been trained in how to deal with people you consider criminals to go door-to-door to have their lives lost. Yes, some of you may die, but it's a sacrifice I am willing to make. <laughs> Farquad. Indeed. Uh, Utah made national news. That's most of the time that's bad thing. <laughs> most of the time. Most of the time it's bad yes. news when Utah makes the news. Because the Salt Lake Tribune... I, yeah. On their editorial thing, um, Utah leaders have surrendered to COVID pandemic, the editorial board writes. So what do they want to do? Uh, Governor Spencer Cox and the new state epidemiologist uh, let it officially be known Friday morning that there are so few tests available in the state and so many people who reasonably feared that they have contracted the coronavirus or their work is forcing them to go get one to continue to work, um, that anyone who is feeling the kind of symptoms associated with the disease should just assume they are infected and stay home. Yeah, kind of like when you're sick with anything. Just presume that you're sick and stay home. <laughs> so then you don't get other people sick with whatever it is that you have. Uh, just a thought. I don't know. The elderly and those with underlying conditions are still encouraged to test, but the hope that the state's schools could remain open with a test-to-stay policy, show a negative test and go to class, show a positive or refuse and go home, can only be dashed when there are no tests to be had. Oh, darn. Um... Salt Lake County Council came within a single vote Thursday of overturning County Health Department's mask mandate, which would have, <coughs> which would have been tragic. No, it wouldn't. Because according to the CDC, after they put this in, it does nothing. Ah. <laughs> uh, um. Let's see. Further down. Further down. La, 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 la. 
Let's see. He says, rather than call, rather than call for the kind of patriotic coming together that Americans responded to after Pearl Harbor and 9-11, we were assured that it was not a real problem, that it would magically disappear, even if it was all a hoax, or even that it was all a hoax, a plot to extend the power of federal government and or further enrich Big Pharma. Because it did? <laughs> Have you seen Pfizer's stock? <laughs> right? <laughs> and then this extends federal government, extends the power of the federal government. Um, yeah. Did, did you see him trying to do executive orders to force people to do everything? And Congress just sat on their butts, didn't challenge it legislatively. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, and what you're about to propose here. Um, let's see. Gosh, this article's too long. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Uh, why can't I find it? Uh, were Utah truly a civilized place, the governor's next move would be to find a way to mandate the kind of mass vaccination campaign we should have launched a year ago going as far as to deploy the National Guard to ensure that people without proof of vaccination would not be allowed, well, anywhere. Ex uh, okay. So, it's foolish of people to think that the federal government was trying to extend its power, and then you turn around and say, we need the National Guard to make everyone stay home. Unless they have their papers, please. Huh. We, we would have headed off Omicron with a herd immunity level of vaccinations. That's fake. Fauci said that's not a thing. After saying it was. But that would have required a vaccination mandate. No, because that's not how herd immunity works. Which our leaders refused. Instead, we get, no one could have seen this coming. That is patently untrue. They were told what to do, and they refused. Uh, yeah, because states have a right to not do everything the federal government tells them to do. Yeah. <laughs> In the meantime, get vaccinated. If you are sick, stay home and let your elected officials at all levels know that you expect them to lead us out of this mess, not stand by and meekly express concern. <laughs> they got us into this mess. They can get us out. Uh-huh. Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah. Just uh, call in the National Guard to make people stay home or show their papers, please, so they can not stay at home. Uh, related. Ooh, related. California. They're back, and this time it's, it's personal. personal. If California is ever going to achieve true equity socialism, the state must require parents to give away their children. What? <laughs> Today's Californians often hold up equity, the goal of a just society completely free from bias. As I'm about to delve into bias as our greatest value, Governor Gavin Grusom makes decisions through an equity lens. Institutions from 
dance ensembles to tech companies have publicly pledged themselves to equity, which is why Facebook is moving to Texas and Tesla moved to Texas and pick a Silicon company. They're moving to Texas, Texas. And Florida, mm-hmm. <laughs> but their promises are no match for the power of parents. Yeah. The, uh, national school board association found that out fathers and mothers with greater wealth and education are more likely to transfer these advantages to their children compounding privilege over generations Uh uh-huh and as a result children of less advantaged parents face an uphill struggle social mobility has stalled and democracy has been corrupted it's it's because we're not a democracy it's see you can't really corrupt something that doesn't exist but you can corrupt what does exist and then conflate it as democracy. You can do that. You can misdiagnose the problem. More Californians are abandoning the dream. A recent Public Policy Institute of California poll found declining belief in the notion that you can get ahead through hard work. Yeah, probably because you're taxing them at 55%. (laughs) Maybe if you don't double the income tax, people won't feel that way. Um, My solution... Making raising your children illegal. Really? <laughs> it's, it's simple. And while we wait for the legislation to pass, we can act now. The rich and poor should trade kids. And homeowners might swap children with their homeless neighbors. But... <clears throat> Now, I recognize that some naysayers will dismiss such a policy as ghastly, even totalitarian. No, stupid. Yeah. (laughs) In fact, it's an insult to the word. That's how stupid it is. But my proposal is quite modest. A fusion of traditional philosophy and today's most common political obsessions. Mm -hmm. In his Republic, Plato adopted Socrates' sage advice that children be possessed in common so that no parent no parent will know his own offspring or any child of his parents. Yeah, that's dumb. (laughs) In order to defeat nepotism and create citizens loyal not to their sons, but to society. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So he's willing to go back to Socrates and Plato to prove his point. That makes so much sense. But stopping in the mid to late 1700s to make your point. Nah, nah, no, no, no. Can't do that. Gotta go back further. Gotta go further back, Marty. Today, a policy of universal orphanhood aligns with the powerful social trends that point to less interest in family. Californians are slower to marry and are having fewer children. Our birth rate is at at an all-time low. Yes, because your policies suck. How are you going to raise kids when half of your money is going to the state that's doing nothing for your kids? My proposal also should be politically unifying, fitting hand in glove with the most cherished policies of progressives and Trumpians alike. Um, No. The left's introduction of anti-racism and gender identity in schools faces bitter backlash from parents. Ending parenthood would end the backlash. (laughs) Oh, fixed it. (laughs) Helping dismantle white supremacy and outdated gender norms. They can't be upset if they have no say. Democrats also would have the opportunity to build a new pillar of of the safety net, a child-raising system called foster care for all. Socialism. Yeah. 
Over on the right, Republicans are happy to jettison parents' rights in pursuit of their greatest passions, like violating migrant rights. Huh? Happy to jettison parents' rights in pursuit of their greatest passions, like violating migrant rights. Are they? T- is he referencing the uh, um, kids being ripped out of uh, people's arms on the border? Is that probably? Once you've gone so far as to take immigrant children, oh, if I kept reading, <laughs> to take immigrant children from their parents and put them in border concentration camps, it's a short walk to separating all Americans from their progeny. Yeah, ask Biden why he's doing that. Ask Obama why he started that. Maybe. I don't know. And then ask Trump why all of the parents, quote-unquote parents, they contacted didn't want the kids. Maybe ask those questions. Uh, yeah. Universal orphanhood. Stupid. That is correct. Joe Matthews. He looks like a douche he also looks stoned out of his mind this is the photo he picked for them to (laughs) use (laughs) he just looks just (laughs) dude what if what if parenthood was illegal yeah what if oof (laughs) he's i gotta i gotta show this show this right I see my thing there. No, ah, ah, oh, there we go. Look at that guy. Yeah. <laughs> he's like half stoned. I think he's a little more than half. I was being nice. You shouldn't be nice to this guy. I try to be nice to everyone. Liar. <clears throat> Sorry, that squeaked out. I, I, I mean, I, I said I try. I try. I don't, didn't say do I succeed. There is no try. <laughs> um so uh Canada back in Canada again with parenthood stuff. Ronald McDonald House. That's oh a, yay. It's a nice little charity thing. It helps get families on their feet and all that stuff. Except except for well Ronald McDonald House in Vancouver is set to evict families who do not provide proof of vaccination with one of the available abortion-tainted... Ex- Where did I get this from? <laughs> LifeSite. No idea. <laughs> LifeSite. Um, it's not technically not wrong, but implied incorrectly. And experimental COVID jabs. Uh, Ronald McDonald Houses accommodate families with hospitalized children under 21 years of age. Austin Ferguson... A father of four-year-old of a four-year-old child with leukemia, who has been receiving treatment since October, shared a video on his Facebook account that showed a letter from Ronald McDonald House Charities, British Columbia, and Yukon announcing the vaccine vaccine-related eviction. So he went to ask him about it, and they said, "Yeah, you have to be vaccinated, um, but we don't want to." Okay, then you're evicted. It's January in Canada. You're going to put a four-year-old kid with leukemia on the streets in January in Canada. 
Because they don't have vaccines. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Indeed. Um, yeah. Because that makes sense. Uh, something that that uh, California guy was probably into, <laughs> since he wants kids to be swapped around all higgledy piggledy. Pedophilia is viewed as among the most horrifying social ills, but scientists who study the sexual disorder say it's also among the most misunderstood. No, no, it's not misunderstood. Not, not misunderstood. What's misunderstood is why you're trying to justify it. That's the misunderstanding. <laughs> what most of the public thinks of pedophilia, they assume it's synonymous with child sexual abuse because it is. That's kind of the definition of it. In general. So, a pervasive social problem that has exploded to crisis levels online. Yes, to, to catch a predator and... All those things like Dateline, 2020, whatever. Researchers who study pedophilia say that... How... What? Do, do you trust researchers that study pedophilia? <laughs> how do you... How does one study pedophilia? That I... <laughs> By interacting with pedos, don't you know? What are you into? That's what you're into. Ugh. Say the term describes an attraction, not an action. And using it interchangeably with abuse feels misperceptions. Um, yeah, because they're almost always synonymous with each other. Because the attraction leads to action. You don't do an action on something if you're not attracted to it in some way. The reason why you steal something is because you're attracted to the thing that you steal. You just don't have money or the wherewithal to buy it. So you go for the five-finger discount because that's more attractive. And so you take action on that attraction. <laughs> Conjunction, junction. Action, attraction. <laughs> it's like Action Jackson, only pedo. <laughs> Wait. Uh, 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 the American uh, Psychiatric Association's diagnostic... Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental... They need to shorten that title. Manual of Mental Disorders said pedophilia is defined by recurrent, intense, sexually arousing fantasies, sexual urges, or behaviors involving sexual activity with a prepubescent child or children. Yeah, see, that whole definition there just screams action. Because one of the strongest attractions that humans have is sex. Sexual activity. Generally speaking... So we are yes. we we are beings that like we need to know what we're eating and we got to know where we're sleeping and we got to know who we're sleeping with that's and all three of those usually happen in one event called a date <laughs> it's not a date if all three aren't fulfilled in some way shape or form Valid. <laughs> that do be facts, though. That do be do be do. Um, scientists have, in recent decades, improved their understanding of pedophile pedophilia's causes, prenatal and early childhood risk factors, as well as how pedophiles can better control impulses. One of the most significant findings is that scientists who study the disorder say pedophilia is determined in the womb. 
They're born that way? No. Well, that's what Lady Gaga told us. Yeah, I know. Though environmental factors may influence whether someone acts on an urge to abuse. The the evidence suggests it is inborn. It's neurological. No. Said James Cantor, a clinical psychiatrist. Pedophilia is the attraction of children regardless of whether the person ever harms. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, not all people who sexually abuse children are pedophiles. E- excuse me? <laughs> some pedophiles never abuse children, experts say, and some people who sexually abuse children do not sexually prefer them, but use them as a surrogate for an adult part. So, oh, so they didn't prefer the child, but that's all they had. So that makes it okay. Does it, though? They may be dismembered and, and, oh, wait, no. They may be disinhibited and antisocial. With, no, I think you had it right <laughs> the yeah, first time. Right. They misspelled dismembered. <laughs> huh. There are child molesters and pedophiles. If you think of Venn diagrams, there's a lot of overlap. Yeah, it's a circle on top of a circle. That's the overlap. It's just one circle. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, this is not something that people choose. Yes, it is. It is. Everything you do is a choice. I can quit whenever I want. I just choose not to. Yep, that's true. <laughs> Generally speaking, yes. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Controversy over destigmatizing pedophilia. La 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 la. There is no treatment that can turn a pedophile into a non-pedophile. Uh, yeah, there is. Um, Russia found one treatment. <laughs> <laughs> Can't do the pedo if there's no life left in you. Um, they need to be able to access therapy, which can be difficult since those afflicted may be ashamed to seek help or worried about being reported to the authorities if they do. Yeah, that's that's called fear of doing something wrong, which helps correct action. If you don't fear being punished for what you do, then you'd get train robberies in L.A. to the tune of 90 crates a day. That's that's kind of how that goes. That would do it. Yeah, so if you make it okay to be a pedo, all of a sudden you're going to wonder why there's all these child rapes happening everywhere. How did this happen? I don't know. It's not the pedophile's fault. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's, that's fun. That's good. This was uh, USA Today put this out, and then <laughs> they were shocked at the response that they got all the negative response they got to it that they deleted the thing but it's still on yahoo news (laughs) we didn't mean it that way Uh uh-huh yeah except you did finally ucla did a study to find inequality among animals in the process they accidentally found that uh well nature loves the free market and um 
baby animals raised by two parents perform better than those that are raised by one. But that's not the conclusion they drew. The conclusion they drew was, oh, see, that's ne- that shows inequality. Oh. oh. <laughs> Does, Does it? it? <laughs> when we started looking for it, we found lots and lots of examples. To see this across so many species was quite surprising, and we're just touching the surface. Um... Uh, the group came to a conclusion that has already been a well-known fact, which is the assertion that baby animals that are raised by their parents are more likely to survive into adulthood, which the group redundantly described as species that share resources such as territory tools and shelter between generations. So they leave inheritance for their children. Huh. (laughs) It's almost as if everything we've built in America is a reflection of nature and nature's God, but... (laughs) <laughs> I don't. Ah, among the examples they cited were the fact that baby red grouse that aren't abandoned by their fathers in infancy, quote, are more likely to succeed in establishing their own territories, end quote. While baby squirrels that survive off food hoarded by their mothers for winter, quote, are much more likely to survive until the spring, end quote. They had to do research to find out that if they had food in winter, they'd live. Huh. And I bet you anything... This is on Rand Paul's uh, Festivus list. <laughs> oh, I bet. Those I young pinecone-rich squirrels, the scientists say, are children of privilege, the New York Times concluded, without actually citing any evidence of inequality as a factor in these studies. <laughs> See, look, they're doing well because their parents provided well for them and weren't stupid. That's inequality. Oh, 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 okay. So we just have to have, if we can, we can establish equity if we just make all parents stupid. Is that how it works? Apparently. Apparently that's how it works. That's it. That's, that's the stories. That's all we got. That's the stories. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Were you threatening me? <laughs> yeah. Uh parenting should be illegal. Pedos are okay. Um we need national guard everywhere and shut up about COVID. That is one big pile of shit. Big massive. <laughs> Oh, and uh, social media needs to uh, regurgitate um, government propaganda. Of course. Of course they do. Yeah. It's it's what they do. Yeah. So. But hey, Democrats can't wait for that next election. That's going to (sighs) be. Yeah. There's an old saying in Tennessee. (laughs) I know it's in Texas, probably in Tennessee. This has fooled me once. Shame on. Shame on you. You fool me. We can't get fooled again. <laughs> I think what I love most about that is you know that the moment he decided he was going off script with that, he thought, oh, I got this. 
They're going to love this. Crap, I forgot it. <laughs> I forgot. I got it. I got it. I don't got it. <laughs> and where's the finish line? I'll trip here. I'll trip <laughs> right here. This is this is a nice place. I'm just going to. This is nice. Just going to slink away and eat some hostess. Ah. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> uh. Yep, 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 yes. yep, 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 Just more, yes. more stuff of what we've been saying of, yes. we started off with things that were actually really great news <laughs> of places and thing, places and leadership actually doing good stuff. It was actually a DeSantis free week this week. Indeed. Youngkin kind of stole the fire. A challenger approaches. A challenger approaches. The wild scrawny governor appears. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> uh, Yunkin uses berate everything they've been attacking. It's super effective. <laughs> That's funny. Ah. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Good. I'm good. Good. You good? I'm good. Good. I mean, yeah, I'm all right. All right. Life is good. Life's good. I hate the world and everything in it. So nothing. I I heard uh, some news today. It's, uh, you, that uh, asteroid meteor, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Our hope un- and salvation. Uh, unfortunately, going to miss the planet. Dang it. So, um. That option has left the building. <laughs> made a right past Mars, and it should have made a left. <laughs> the moon tried to catch it and just couldn't we bring it in close enough. Great. We were on the verge of greatness. We were this close. <laughs> this close. We were on the verge of greatness. We were this close. <laughs> this close. Valhalla, here I cut, dang it. <laughs> All you have to do is die with a weapon in hand. <laughs> you don't even have to be fighting. I have a straw. I'm ready. <laughs> Anything can be a weapon if you try hard and believe in yourself. <laughs> but if, no! If at first you don't succeed, you're not using enough brute force. That's right. <laughs> Smack it a second time. Bonk. Well, like, subscribe, comment, send us your love, send us your hate, send us something, anything, literally. Buy a shirt. Just as long as it's not another one of those flaming bags of poo again. Again? Bye! Bye. (laughs) (laughs) We don't talk about it. (laughs) We don't talk about it. Dark day will live on in infamy. <laughs> infamy. Fiery infamy. Fiery. <laughs> Wouldn't have been so bad if I didn't try to put it out with my sock. <laughs> Made worse by the fact the sock was on my foot. And then it squishes around. It squishes. And, uh, you thought a wet sock was bad. <laughs> try a wet, 
warm smooshy sock Shmoosh- that's on fire. Smooshy. Smooshy <laughs> sock. Smooshy sock. <laughs> <laughs> All right, push the button. Fine. Bye. Bye. All right. Penetrates barriers, but when it hits soft targets, explodes into a starburst pattern, creating devastating wait, trauma no, and greatly reducing overpenetration. Pilgrim ammunition. Oh. <laughs> I was like, hold up. <laughs> this went somewhere I wasn't ready for. <laughs> That's, That's, that that was recorded. That is how you read that ad. <laughs> That's how you re- <laughs> You did catch that? Yes, I did. Good. Good. Use that as our next promo. (laughs) We'll do ad readings for you. (laughs) I have a list of 100 of the most popular songs ever written. So I can steal their titles if we need to. (laughs) I vote that we name this episode Billie Jean. He's knocking at my door. <laughs> you really got me. And then we'll mention it. Sure. <laughs> uh. Okay, go. Beautiful. Beautiful, <laughs> beautiful. beautiful. Got to make sure I'm recording. Beautiful, I press, I press for spacious skies. But it takes... Second, there. What happened to the other three spacious skies? I never knew. Well, the fifth one kind of destroyed the rest of them. Fourth was the last standing. Yeah, is that how it works? Yes. Kind of like how when uh, uh, Jesus said Lazarus come forth, and somebody walked out of the tomb that wasn't Lazarus, and was confused, and he said Lazarus come forth, and second guy comes out not Lazarus. Says it again, Lazarus come forth, and third guy comes out, not Lazarus. Says it again, Lazarus come forth, Lazarus finally comes out, and so why? What was those other three guys? What happened? Well, you said come forth. <laughs> That's the worst kind of dad joke. This is why I don't do stand up. <laughs> I don't do it because they won't let me sit down. <clears throat> <clears throat> What do you mean I can't sit down? Stand-up comedy. (laughs) (laughs) You can lean against this stool a little bit if you want. The stool is not for you. It's it's for for your water bottle. Here's here's the beginning of my stand-up routine. Walk up on stage, swap the water bottle down, sit on the stool. (laughs) Know your place, trash. (laughs) I'm rebelling. Welcome to Sit Down Comedy Hour, (laughs) where we can all take it easy. (laughs) This is a fun show. Just relax, guys. Just relax. (laughs) You're all probably a little buzzed, so it's fine. Just sit down. In fact, take another couple of drinks, because you're not drunk enough for 
for me yet. Kind of like Laffy Taffy. The deeper you go, the funnier it gets. It's <laughs> <laughs> not what she said. <laughs> or is it? <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I guess I'll push play on the thing. <laughs>